is the 77 WABC minicast. Well, uh, with us today, overall, wasn't with bad. us today, we have Bill O'Reilly. Yep, the great, of course, host of Common Sense with Bill O'Reilly here on WABC 9 to 10, mega best-selling author. His new book's coming out actually really soon, Killing the Witches, and I can't wait to interview him and have him here on the show to talk about it. Uh, Bill, take it away. You know, it's really, first off, what do you think is going to happen with all this stuff with the UN this week? Uh, there are so much, uh, protests tomorrow. There's supposed to be huge protests over the Iranian leader. I mean, this is going to be a zoo. Well, it is every year. Um, and there's nothing anybody can do about it. I feel sorry for the cops. They have to deal with this kind of stuff. And the best advice is to, um, just forego Manhattan for a week. If you have to work and you take mass transit, you should be okay. But if you have to drive in there, and I think, you know, Congressman King is a special angel watching him. You know? <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> like, yeah, the, kinda, he needs to play the lottery. <laughs> but um, I'm interested to see what Biden's going to say tomorrow. Um, speaks, uh, that's the highlight of the, you know, the American president speaks. He's got Ukraine, obviously, got to be number one. But if I know Biden, he's going to veer into global warming uh, at the progressives' behest. But we'll be watching that speech very closely. Yeah. And in fact, already some excerpts have come out hinting he's going to talk about global, you know, climate change being yeah. uh, the big threat. Um, Bill, you also wanted to talk about the border because this is this horrible case about fentanyl and this daycare that happened in the Bronx where the one-year-old died and the others exposed. Well, we've talked about this before on Cats and Cosby. What I don't understand, and maybe somebody can explain it to me, is that in these neighborhoods, this one in the Bronx, everybody knows <laughs> where the hard drugs are being dealt. It's not like the uh, people who live in the neighborhoods don't know about the drug traffic because it's out on the street. You can see the drug addicts. You know where they go. Um, it's blatant because they're not punished now by our criminal justice system. Drug dealers are not considered to be heinous felons anymore. It's insane, but that is true. So I was expecting when you have four children, one dead, three in the hospital who were in daycare, but it was really a front for a drug operation that people in the neighborhood would come out and start to scream. I mean, scream, get these drug dealers out of here. But you don't see or hear that very much. And I don't understand why. Yeah. that's Is, a there, an apathy? Is there an apathy in our country now, uh, uh, Bill, is there, is there well, people that don't know what to do anymore? Uh, I mean, to the point that we don't know if we should laugh or cry. Maybe they're afraid, but four babies, one being killed by fentanyl, the other three hospitalized, and they're never going to be the same, these kids, even if they recover. And, yeah. and not, there's no community reaction. So we're doing a show, and you guys know it, on October 7th, uh, Rosenberg and O'Reilly at the Huntington Theater. Um, the Paramount Theater in Huntington, Long Island, a live show. And, and the theme of the show is the New York state of mind. And part of that is going to be, I'm going to tell you about my Levittown upbringing. And Sid will tell you about his Brooklyn upbringing and, and what the values were there. 
What happened there? Because it mirrors everybody's lives. In 1968, when the hard drugs came into Long Island in the middle of the Vietnam War, drug dealers were pariahs. They, they weren't glamorized. It wasn't any super fly or any of that. We knew who was selling. Everybody knew. And, and the cops were told by the people who lived in Levittown. But apart from that, the teenagers who dealt drugs, they had no constituency. They, they were shunned as evil people. You sell poison, you're evil. I don't care if you got a million excuses. You sell fentanyl to somebody, you're evil. You need to be punished. You need to be isolated. All right? But that doesn't happen anymore. And that is part of the decline of our city and country. Yeah, you know, you know, um, Bill, what I was stunned too, I was seeing that at this location, at this daycare, they actually, this is wild, they had a surprise uh, check on them. They passed the check, they said last month, and then when the cops came in and busted after this horrible uh, ordeal happened, Bill O'Reilly, they found a kilo press, uh, and um, also they found about a kilo of fentanyl. I mean, are you kidding me? That's that. Think about how dangerous that is. The two well, problems. One of the things that happens in these drug neighborhoods is that people are paid off. Now, I'm not making any accusations here, but it's certainly possible that this daycare center could have gotten a heads up if somebody was coming in to look at them. Yep, that's what and, I was thinking, too. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is New York City here. And the drug industry has tentacles everywhere, unfortunately. But I, again, I go back to the community. If Every decent person in New York would rise up against this stuff. It could not happen. But we don't. There are two, Bill, it's Richard Weinberg. There are two big problems with uh, fentanyl, besides the fact it's coming through an open border. Narcan, that miracle process, doesn't help with fentanyl. That's number one. It won't save their lives. And number two, even a small amount of fentanyl could wipe out Hundreds, maybe thousands of people. So this is very serious business when it gets into the communities. And you're absolutely right. Why there isn't outrage in public demonstrations against this, I have no idea. And, and the people who sell it, sometimes, Judge, don't get held on bail. <laughs> well, that's unbelievable. I mean, it's crazy. If, if I were in a bill, if I were in a state legislature, the first bill that I would introduce is to make this uh, a capital felony. Because it's that dangerous. It's that dangerous. And and not only that, but heroin and crack cocaine. But then you're into the progressive left on, oh, the incarceration industry. Oh, you can't do that. Mass incarceration. Because a lot of minority criminals deal with this kind of stuff in these neighborhoods. And it's all a bunch of crap. There's six weeks. any, Any courage at all, those... That no bail thing would have been gone a long time ago. Six weeks to city council election, 51 out of 51 seats. I don't see anybody getting excited yet. Yeah, and they should because there's a lot on the table, John, as a you're bringing up. A lot on the table in city council. I, I mean, the other important thing, UAW, and I want to hear what's going on with the UAW, and uh, I want to hear Bill O'Reilly's opinion on it, and then we'll go to Congressman King. All right, so look, the problem with, all of the workers, and I'm including my union, I'm in 
the Screen Actors Guild after union. I've, I've been in there for 40 years. The problem is that the prices to live have increased so much under Biden. I mean, have you looked at your car and health and house insurance bill lately? Some of them triple. All right. And food and gas and everything else. The worker has to make more money. Yet many of these companies, they want to cap it at two, three percent a year. It's not going to cut it. So there's a worker revolt, but it's it's not being put on or uh, reported accurately. It's because the workers are falling behind because the prices are spiking in necessities. That's what's happening. But you know what's interesting, Bill, and I want to hit on something that John hit on, is that if they weren't losing so much money on, on the electric, electric cost, yeah, maybe then they could give the raises, you know? Ford, Ford is losing uh, four, four and a half billion every 13 weeks. Uh, uh, General Motors is losing three or four uh, every 13 weeks. I mean, uh, if they weren't losing so much money, they can afford to give a raise. And, and they're being subsidized by the federal government. Don't forget that, too. Imagine if they weren't being subsidized. Yeah, big bucks, big billions, actually. What is it, like $9 billion or something that they got? No. And they still lost $4.6? Uh, Congressman Peter King. Yeah, Bill, just going back to what you were saying before about fentanyl, I agree with everything you said. Anyone who deals fentanyl, to me, that is such a heinous, rotten crime, and they're evil people. The only excuse I can make for the people not doing more is they feel like maybe the cops can't do anything anyway. These gangs are so powerful in, in their neighborhoods, and they end up retaliating against them. It's the only excuse I can give because, again, you know, we can talk about it. The only one, not the only one, the main people being hurt by this are the people in, in these neighborhoods, and they are unfortunately silent. Maybe they're just terrified. That's all I can think of. Well, that's true, but there are mechanisms around that. And the mechanisms are in the churches, in the local precincts. I mean, you can drop. Uh, dimes on people anonymously, Congressman, mm-hmm. you know that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can organize in churches, and there, if there's 3,000 people out in the street, that's going to overwhelm these gangs. It reminds me, though, of the movie On the Waterfront. You have to get enough people out who are willing mm-hmm. to do it because the first few people may get knocked off or may get beat up, whatever. But I agree with you. It should be done, but maybe there's just not that you know, community spirit that should be there because they are, well, they are being you killed. Had, you had four babies. I mean, you need, what do you need, 40, 400 babies? What do you need? I have no idea. I don't live in those neighborhoods. I can't understand it. I would think, listen, if if we'll have a town like you said, people would be up in arms. But also, in those days, it was different because the cops could really act then. Well, I don't know. That's a separate discussion about the police. I mean, the police need to do their jobs. And if Bragg and the other DAs throw it out, they throw it out. But the cops, I mean, I don't think there's any excuse for cops looking the other way when crimes are committed, bring them in. And if your precinct commander gives you a hard time, call me <laughs> anonymously. Probably. Call me anonymously or call Rita Cosby. We're on the radio every night. All right? Absolutely. Well, on every night between 9 o'clock and 10 o'clock at WABCradio.com, BillOReilly.com, and uh, worldwide. And um, I look forward. What are you going to talk about tonight? Well, we're going to. Uh, Joe Biden could solve all this uh, family finance stuff in an hour. Just release your bank records. Just let the committee chairman see your bank records. Why, why won't you do that? Instead of setting up a war room in the, in the White House to fight all of this stuff, 
if you didn't do anything, show them your banking records. Yeah, great points. <laughs> great point. Well, we can't wait. We're definitely going to be tuning in tonight, Bill. Can't wait. All right, guys. Thanks for having Thank me. Thank you.